Dueling Genre Productions presents... Oh my god, do you see that? When a freak accident strikes McKinney City, ordinary citizens are given amazing abilities. I can move things with my mind. Oh my god, I'm flying, I can fly, I can teleport, and I can fly! Super senses! What, like Daredevil? We are just playing fast and loose with this whole science thing today, aren't we? Now, there are villains. Billy, when you have an arch nemesis, do you just kill them immediately? No. You tie the ropes just loose enough so that they can keep escaping. That way, when you finally do win the day, you can sleep well knowing that you rose to the challenge. Your brain works differently than other people's, doesn't it? And heroes. Leah Markowitz, Gwendolyn Allen, Jeffrey Gibson, Mindy Gibson, Simon Holt, Splendid, you're all here. I'm going to make you all into superheroes. Screw it. Let's go save the day. The Powerful. After I drain everyone here, McKinney City will be mine. I'm going to show this whole city what real passion truly is. And the underdogs. You're all imagining me as a singing, dancing chipmunk right now, aren't you? The people in that store need help, and we can help them in a way no one else can. We have great power, which means they're our responsibility. I mean, Jesus, what's the point of having five freaking Spider-Man movies if we can't even learn to do that? Geek by Night, an original podcast series about five friends running a comic book store with superpowers. You're really going to keep running a comic book shop while trying to be superheroes? It might not always be easy, but I think the world could use a few more underdogs. Available at DuelingGenre.com and podcast apps everywhere. Dueling Genre Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man, one MJ catching minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Lindsay Romaine. Welcome back, Lindsay. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, today we're talking about Minute 70, which begins with Spidey jumping off a balloon toward MJ and ends with Spidey and MJ web-slinging through Manhattan. Oh, <laughs> so nice. <Yeah. laughs> Um, so, uh, one of my, this is not going in order, but I, I have to mention this, but like one of my favorite, just sort of like iconic sounds from this movie is, is Kirsten Dunst's scream of like screaming. And then that sort of like, oh, like, like kind of like, like turns into like a confused moan as she like gets snapped back up again. Um, <laughs> I just, I love the sound of that for whatever reason. Just the timing with everything. I don't know. Um, it always kind of like sticks in my head. Uh, yeah. She sounds almost like a, <laughs> a slide whistle or something as a scream. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ah, like, yeah. 
Yeah. That is in like an ADR booth too. Just like, Oh sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry to like she's like, they're making her sort of like, like kind of like go up and down, like, yeah. you know, with her body to like, you know, <laughs> imitate doing the thing. Um, yeah. It's Gosh, really great. It's love that. Yeah. Um, I like that so, we use the balloons finally in this moment. Yeah. We've had these like, yeah. awkward, weird balloons the whole time. Uh, that, as we've had previous guests say, kind of do make the the scene feel more like car- cartoonish or or comic booky. These 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 weird balloons, and they um, are a, a better type of thing to have in a Spider Man parade situation than like you know static float. I mean, uh, than movable float balloons and things like that. That they're I don't know, landmarks, but it's the first time that they're actually something's done with them. And I don't know why, but I love, I just like the, what I imagine what it would feel like to bounce on top of one of those and then leave, leave <laughs> with your spidey powers. I just, there's a, oh, okay. Can we talk about, can we talk about the bouncing? Because that, yeah. the <laughs> physics on that do not check out whatsoever. <laughs> um, it would have to be on something solid for him to be able to bounce off of it like that. Because otherwise he's gonna he's gonna push with his super strong legs and he's it's just gonna, gonna move push through the, the air. Down. Yeah, the like, balloon is gonna. gonna... <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna give him any leverage or anything. He's not gonna. <laughs> I don't know. You I know what, guys? Like this it. movie doesn't make any oh, sense. Right. I'm out. Knock <laughs> it up, everyone. We're <laughs> no more of this. No. Um, <laughs> I I but I I do I do love the balloon thing and and what. Uh, what it makes me laugh about it is that he wouldn't have gotten caught by the goblin if he hadn't done that extra little fancy jump that he does <laughs> in the kangaroo. His like preparation jump. Or he's, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, one more. <laughs> yeah, one more. That that would that one didn't do it. Um, uh, I don't know. I think there's something about the like contrast with the like sheer whimsical like gracefulness of it, where it's like kind of a, a silly little bit of poetry immediately contrasted with the goblin catching him and then slamming him face first into a building. It's like, just, I just, I just love it because he, he needs to savor, but he wants to look a little fancy while he's doing it. <laughs> I just like that. But I do love the visceral thrill of the goblin catching him and slamming him into that window and just yeah. like all of the windows breaking and he's slamming him into that sort of metal, uh, framing. Yeah. It's really, it's good. I, I, I just, I like how that whole fight is, uh, depicted. I think sure. it's, I think it's really good. Well, this um, is- especially the close up shots, yeah. the wide, the wide shot of it is a little silly, but the, the close up shots work. Oh yeah. Really well. When they're punching up there. I mean, I think this is the minute of the film when I first saw it, where I was like, Oh my God, it's a comic book come to life. Like I've had that moment in fits and spurts throughout. Like mm-hmm. the first time we see him like stop a robbery. And then the first time we see him like beat up some, you know, armored car, bad guys while he's taking pictures of himself. Um, you know, even uncle, uncle Ben's like the, um, when he's trying to track down uncle Ben's killer, when he first web slings, we've had that feeling, but this is the moment where like, we not only have Spider-Man swinging into action to save somebody, like getting caught out of midair by the goblin. He has a hand to hand, like fist fight with another costumed character. He webs somebody in the face so they can't see. And he does a little like somersault Mm -hmm. before he pulls the wires out of a weird bit of alien tech. Like it is full on spidey stuff in this moment. And I, I just remember like reeling in my seat at the time, like, Oh, Oh wow. It's happening. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, 
It's really we Spider-Man. we learn uh, <laughs> we learn Spider Man has another mantra, not just uh, not just with great power comes great responsibility, but when in doubt, rip it out. <laughs> uh, because that's. I just I love the logic there. It's just like I'll just break this thing. It's fine. <laughs> That'll do the trick. Get it out of here. Get it out of my face. <laughs> this looks important. Yeah, because <laughs> he didn't do so well in the like the punching and kicking. He's like, all right, I gotta. The main thing here is I gotta drop out of here and re- wreck this glider thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I love here is just like the the silly like comic book audacity of like all the sparks coming off of the glider when it like mm-hmm. scrapes the stone wall and now it's officially dangerous again. I it's it's goofy in just the right way, I guess is how mm-hmm. this whole thing feels. Is it feels comic booky even even if you want to use that as like a derogative term, like that's it's kind of comic booky. I think it's thrilling uh here. The all of the stuff is just firing on all cylinders. The, the music and the, the goofiness of it. And it all culminates in what is probably, I think, the most comic booky moment in the entire film, which is on his damaged glider flying away that Willem Dafoe just like shouts out into the, uh, you know, the ether. We'll meet again, Spider-Man and keeps going. Uh, I love I, it. <laughs> I ironically use that quote all the time. With my friends. <laughs> um, all the time. Uh, we'll just, we'll shout at each, shout it at each other, like from cars, um, <laughs> you know, like as I'm like driving away, I'll roll down my window and say it. Um, uh, it's, yeah. it's just, it's so absurd and I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. like, this is, this is, that's one of those lines where you'll have people where it's just like, Oh God, that's so cheesy. But uh, it knows it's cheesy. That's yeah. the fun. Yeah. Like that's why it's so fun. Cheese tastes totally- good. I will totally say, and I'm sure you guys have talked a lot about Willem Dafoe, but he is like absolutely my favorite comic book movie villain ever. I just think he's like nails the goofiness and the like seriousness. There's just so much going on and his performance in this part is just, it's so fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody can handle all of those tones and he not only handles them, but he like goes full tilt sprinting at them. I, a lot of people would be afraid to say a line like, we'll meet again, Spider-Man, in a, yeah. you know, fist-shaking voice, but he <laughs> just goes for it. And he'd be able to actually nail it without it. Like, it does sound corny, but it doesn't sound, like, stupid. It sounds, right. you right. know... Yeah, it just, it works. He's And, it, and, it, and he hits it, like, the, the thing, these movies are, like, small miracles, because mm-hmm. everyone especially Willem Dafoe. I mean, Willem Dafoe is really acting over the top, but he's only getting it right on the edge of of being ridiculous. Whereas like, then you watch something like amazing Spider-Man two and you have like Jamie Foxx and Paul Giamatti in that movie are literally just acting in a totally different movie. Um, (laughs) And, and you, that could have easily happened here. But there's a restraint in his like exuberance and his um, s- sort of, you know, quote unquote overacting there. Yeah. There is a restraint like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Um, guy's a master of his craft. Absolutely. And he, he knows exactly where to hit it so that he's not distracting um, from the movie. Yeah. I completely agree. The guy just like kind of like just looks like a supervillain anyway. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> Maybe he's just like <laughs> leaned into that part of his persona. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, um yeah, it's uh we'll meet again, Spider-Man. Oh, so good. <laughs> and and I just I love that Spider-Man just literally ripped something that looked really important out of that glider. Yeah. And it just it just caused it to start spinning, not Right. Not that it's not in, it's still capable of flight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just it's just spinning around and spewing out uh black smoke that is uh slowly going to give the people of New York cancer. Yeah. Right. Um <laughs> it's just Oh man, I love that. Uh I, I I just I love that the movie works on comic book logic. Like it doesn't need to over explain things. It's just yeah. You know what movie you signed up for. Yeah. Just sit back and enjoy. I can't be know? the one with the Spider-Man on the poster. I'm going to watch right. the Spidey movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love that. Um this uh this stunt, this like this next thing, the actual like saving of Mary Jane, uh I I adore it. And I I don't know why it seems more convincing than a lot of other uh similar like saving people from building things are, but uh something about the compositing and everything just works on it for me. I, I don't know if logically speaking, there's enough air resistance to make a difference that Spidey could jump after she fell and catch up to her, but Mm -hmm. I'm caught up in the emotion of the moment that it doesn't matter. And I think, I think because when they shot this, uh, and they, they shot it with, um, you know, to stunt some people obviously doing this bit that they did it quote unquote for real. And what I mean by that is they shot the plate of, um, the ground below that, um, you know, tall building that they had, that they're standing in for. And then they matched the distance in a soundstage so that they actually did drop these stunt people that full distance just with the, the cement ground painted green instead of raw cement, but they're really falling towards the ground there on all these wires and uh, with rigs that control the different descent and rate of fall so that when he catches her and she's that close to the ground, they really are that close to the ground. I don't know why, I, but something about it all comes together where it doesn't take me out of it. It doesn't seem fake. It all feels like, oh, he caught her and I'm relieved. And then I mm-hmm. then I get swept up in the score again and I'm, and I'm, I'm sold. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, he knows to scoop her up and not just shoot a web at her and yank. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, no. Which, which is good. So. <laughs> no, he makes the full effort. Uh, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, goes, he goes for it. He really does. Uh, yeah, I, uh, and I and I just love I love that he he saves her and, and he's like, and now we're just going to go leave together. Uh, hope yeah, that's done. okay. <laughs> yeah, time for the romance scene. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, all about it is, girl. <laughs> it is. One of my uh, favorite things about this scene is that it manages to get in like so much product placement too, and like uh-huh. <laughs> like all films should just like have a moment in Times Square because you can have like forty billboards and just like get all of your you know financing right away. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. knock it all out at once. Yeah, yeah. it's a smart move. And, and and most of it uh from the perspective of the uh of the sponsors, uh most most of it is completely worthless now because yeah. they're all out of business. <laughs> I actually wrote down every single one of the billboards. So if anyone wants me. Oh my God, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, all the ones I could read. Some of them were a little blurry, but um, I saw Stuart Weitzman, Samsung, Prudential, Mm -hmm. 
Suntory whiskey, I believe is how you say it. Um, yeah. yeah. It looks like Hall. some kind of Japanese whiskey, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, World Unity, Terminix, United, Budweiser, and the Special Case, which I'm not really sure what that is, but I don't know if that's real, but it was like yeah. a briefcase sign. There's a, there's a nice Pop-Tarts one in oh, the background, okay. too. Yeah, there were some that were like a little too small to see. Yeah. <laughs> there's a Pop-Tarts one. Um, well, I can only see the Pop Tarts one because I see the Pop Tarts, but I don't. I, I see yeah. like kind of like the general shape <laughs> of the logo, but um, and then there's like a Hershey Kiss too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it was just funny. It's like there's like a moment where he kind of when they're fir- when him and Mary Jane are first flying out, where you just see all of those. All of yeah, them. like the glamour <laughs> shot. <laughs> like yeah. Kind of billboards that look like they're purposely faded, so like it makes it very clear that like oh, these are like actual things you know we 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 talked about this yesterday um but in this i just noticed in this crowd shot where they're where they're like laughing and clapping as uh as spidey and mj uh where he like literally kidnaps that screaming woman and (laughs) runs off with her um uh, in the background, there's another set of those uh, champagne glasses, like all stacked <laughs> up on another table. I, like, I just, it just now occurred to me, have you ever been to an outdoor festival or concert where there's just been tables with champagne glasses stacked up? Just <laughs> open yeah. to the public? Oh, no, no, no. Not open to the public. I've been right. to like festivals that if you have like vip you can get champagne like that but i've never like i'm not any that would be in like downtown times Square. right it would have to yeah. be like an indoor like special area yeah. where this is like our thing we're showing off and not like yeah. the buffet table like what is right. this part of the world unity festival <laughs> i don't know <laughs> open access to like you know, picnic tables with plates on them, and also this giant assortment pyramid of champagne glasses. Like that's well, it seems like because because the thing that uh, Spidey was running down mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, it looked like a like a like a row of booths. And so, what I imagine this thing is this sort of um, you know intercultural festival thing. Uh, it seems like each booth is like a themed food thing, and so I imagine. Oh. This champagne thing is just like some lazy, like alcoholic who's just like, ah, France, I guess. <laughs> is that where champagne comes from? <laughs> no, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's <laughs> wild. Um, a detail I, I just found again in my notes that I, I wanted to throw in there um, for this, this stunt. So we talked the other day about little Billy and how he mm-hmm. was, uh, Played by the stunt coordinator's son, Shane Haberstad. Uh, the stunt coordinator being, coordinator being Jeff Haberstad. Uh, Mary right. Jane's double here is... Uh, wait, what's her name? I already lost it. Mary Jane's stunt double here is his sister. Uh, another Haberstad <laughs> that is coming in. This is Jerry. Uh, Jerry Haberstad, wow. who doubled for MJ here. So it was a very... A real family uh, or organization, I guess, at the World Unity Festival for these big stunts. Wouldn't that be a fun, like... Thing to look back on later when you're like you know i guess maybe if you're shane and you're an actual stuntman to like pop in your home movies and be like well that's when aunt jerry was falling off that building and i was over there getting scooped up by spider-man and dad <laughs> yeah. was directing it all <laughs> dad rigged all those wires and it was great um there's something so sweet about that i guess <laughs> yeah um 
Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm Lindsay. I, I, I'm sorry that you can't be here for the mannequin shot uh, because that's that's a thing of beauty that we'll get to uh, on Monday's <laughs> on minute. Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm kind of sad I missed Macy Gray too. So no, <laughs> that's true. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Good old Macy Gray. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Well, uh, any any uh, any final thoughts? I guess on on this minute on this uh, minute or or movie or Spider Man in general. Like even the character, like where did you like first learn about Spider Man, or or have has he been a thing you knew about before this movie and whatnot? Like, what Spider Man mean to you? I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think I did really have much awareness of him before this. I wasn't a kid who grew up reading comic books. I had an older brother who read everything and watched everything um comic booky so i'm sure i had some awareness of the character but mm-hmm. not in a like fully realized way um so this was my first honestly besides batman my first real kind of exposure to superhero culture and and everything and i, I still don't consider myself a huge superhero person but i'll always have a soft spot for spider-man i i like that spider-man um, I, Peter Parker, you know, I was a nerd in high school too. I was into like photography and shit. So, uh, <laughs> I think I related to him the most out of any of them. I also, not to be like sad and personal, but like, um, was an orphan raised by my aunt and uncle. So I oh, have wow. that. Kind of, yeah. So I have wow. that kind of connection to that yeah. too. Um, of just, you know, that kind of, and you know, it's not that hard to find a superhero that's an orphan. <laughs> so I guess that shouldn't be like my direct line, but I, yeah, I've raised right. by my aunt and the same way so there's kind of a that kind of similarity too so I always just like found a weird parallel he was kind of my in to that that mindset and that, totally. that world and kind of the first time of like I'm sure what little boys have experienced of seeing themselves in these characters and stuff um exactly. yeah yeah, yeah so I really- and you, you talked about uh Kirsten Dunst yesterday mm-hmm. uh how do you feel about Tobey Maguire I love Tobey Maguire I still do I was um very much <laughs> this is goofy but um I was like a huge Leonardo DiCaprio fan as a kid and I, he's like best friends with Tobey Maguire. So I had a real awareness of Tobey Maguire <laughs> seeing this movie. And I really, um, I love the ice storm, um, which I believe predates this movie. I know I had seen that before. So, um, yeah, I was really aware of who he was and he's still, he's still my Spider-Man. <laughs> I know everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen a lot of like mockery of him lately, especially like, you know, nowadays, but I think he's a great Spider-Man. He's, he's goofy and he's young looking and he's kind of not earnest. He's just got like all the things, the qualities that I like in a Spider-Man. And I haven't yeah. seen Homecoming yet, so I can't compare him to um, the new one. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just one of those things, especially like I said, I don't have a ton of knowledge about the character. So that's kind of like that first incarnation that you see, you know, is always your mental picture of it. So oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you and said, you said the magic with. word. Yeah. You, you said the magic word of earnest. That's our favorite yeah. thing uh, yes. about these movies is how earnest they are. Absolutely. Um, yeah. so. They're, they're not yeah. afraid to be sincere, which I think is a thing that I always figured would be common when I started watching superhero movies, but it hasn't been as, as much as I've thought. So it's, yeah, it's nice yeah. to really come on here and celebrate like, you know, being earnest and being sincere and having a bit of G shucks in your movie, uh, I think I think is yeah. a lovely thing. <laughs> He's also like not a man that's afraid to cry really like grossly sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate, you know. He's supposed yeah. to be like a teenager. Yeah. 
well, that's how teenagers are. And I, I, even though I don't, how old was he when he did this movie? I, I'm sure he wasn't a teenager, but he's, he's like, like 20, 20, yeah, 27, 28, something like that. So he's yeah. definitely, but at least he was going for that like emotion. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's very uh, emotionally real, if if not visually. <laughs> I feel like Wire is like one of those like eternally young looking guys. He's like a mm-hmm. Elijah Wood, where they'll just look like twenty five forever. So yeah, <laughs> it's true. And then and then like uh, you know like Dustin Hoffman, they'll just like yeah. flip like a light switch. And suddenly look seventy for the rest of their life. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, is another going like those short guys just like hit an age where like suddenly oh, okay now they look <laughs> this way. Yeah. Now they're wizards. Now he's a wizard person. Got it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm kind exactly. of sad Toby Maguire is not like more of a a famous person. I really enjoy him. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think, yeah, uh, you're not going to get any arguments from us. I, I, I wish he did more things. I think the last movie he did was great gatsby i think oh, wow. oh wow yeah he did some um, tv stuff but i haven't seen him yeah light up the screen I mean, in a while Babylon. yeah he um yeah i think the last thing i i did see um great gatsby the last thing i really remember him in was that brothers movie do you do you guys see that with um yeah with jake gyllenhaal yeah, yeah. he like mm-hmm. really not great in that. <laughs> so i just wonder if that kind of um he's good but he kind of overacted it so i just wonder if I don't know. That, that put him off it or something. Yeah, it's like, what is the story with like when Sean Connery made a League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? He was like, "That's it. I'm not. I'm not acting in movies anymore for a long, yeah. long time." <laughs> he just sort of like, yeah. uh, "No, I'm tapping out." Type of <laughs> feeling. Years, I'm sure, probably kind of you know make mm-hmm. you think, eh, "Is this really for me? I've, I'm already like a billionaire. Do I need to really worry about this anymore?" So it's true. Yeah. Yeah. very true i i still um and i mean this is something uh that we'll probably zach that we'll probably talk about on a on a weekend bugle in detail at some point mm-hmm. i still think it would be awesome if like five maybe 10 years from now at like the 20th or 25th anniversary mm-hmm. they made an- another one of these movies with this whole crew oh man and just oh. Sony was just like, you know what? We can actually do whatever we want with Spider-Man because yeah. we actually own it. Yeah. And so let's Why just not? make another one of these. Um. <laughs> I'd be totally here for it. I'm actually like a, one of the few people who's like a Spider-Man 3 apologist a little bit. So I would be totally okay with it. Yeah. No, totally. we we yeah. also, I yeah. think, are. are mostly um, I'm actually, I part of me is more excited to cover that in the minute yeah. by minute format than Spider-Man 2. As much <laughs> as I absolutely adore Spider-Man 2, yeah, I think the conversations in Spider-Man 3 are going to be more interesting. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That movie, uh, it's funny, I have such, I have the biggest... Sorry, I know this we're not in Spider-Man 3, but I'll just go for it. Uh, I have, like, the strongest memory of, like, my life of seeing Spider-Man 3 at midnight <laughs> with all of my friends. They all fell asleep, and I watched the whole thing. Oh, no. was, like, <laughs> next day, I was like, guys, it was awesome. It was awesome. And they were like, well, we fell asleep, so we need to go see it again. <laughs> so we, watched, we went to, like, an 8 p.m. screening then, like, later that night. And they were all like, Lindsay, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> you <laughs> made fun of me. I said it was really good. Um, uh, uh, so, yeah, that kind of haunts me still, but I still like it. I haven't seen it in a long beautiful. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love everything um, I think about I, this. I, I, I really think it holds up as a legitimate third 
film in this yeah. series. I think that the the main problem with Spider-Man 3 with people's issues with that movie is that uh they were they had grown tired of this type of superhero movie. Yeah. And so the things that worked for them three years ago in Spider-Man two didn't work for them anymore in 2007. Totally. Yeah. And you need those to work as well to whistle past the rockier bits in that movie. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So, anyway, <laughs> lots, lots to talk about two years from now. Yeah. Um, we'll have to have but, you back uh, for Spider-Man three. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, thank you so much for uh, joining us, Lindsay. This has been great. Thank you for having me. I had a, Great time. Yeah. Uh, one last time, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at um, twitter.com slash Lindsay Romaine. Uh, Lindsay with an E, Romaine without an E at the end. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me. Uh, I'm, I write for a lot of different places. I have some stuff coming up this week uh, for Vice, um, Thrillist. Uh, I write pretty regularly for Vulture, Birth Movies Death, um, a handful of places. So, yeah, just follow me on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Love Great. It. Uh, and we will be back with Minute 71 on Monday. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.